Welcome back, everybody, to In The Loop. What is up, everybody? My name is Michael Burpo, and today we're gonna to be talking about what makes a stellar website. And what that really means is, what are the components, the actual parts of a website that can really let your branding and your voice shine? So we're always talking about how you can improve your website, and this time we're gonna talk about some websites that we think really stand out and put those improvements to the test and kind of exemplify what is possible with a cool website. And we try to use non jewelry websites as an example just so that you can look at them a little bit more abstractly and see kind of what we really mean and this episode is brought to you by punchmark the jewelry industry's leading website provider join the community of nearly 500 other jewelry stores and choosing punchmark's easy to run and e-commerce enabled website platform by visiting punchmark.com for your free trial demo and this episode is brought to you by the smithy group a digital growth agency that helps leaders and businesses dream bigger and achieve multi-generational integrity through insights and intelligence, digital marketing, and advertising solutions, they help businesses expand their business and grow their revenue. The Smithy Group has helped hundreds of businesses surpass their goals and believe that whatever your business and whatever your story, they'll make it matter to your audience. A very special thank you to The Edge Point of Sale System for sponsoring this week's episode and making it all happen. Thanks, everybody, and on to the show. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Michael Burpo. I am joined by Katie and Summer from the Smithy Group. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Very excited. So we're going to be talking all about how to make a stellar website. So stellar, kind of a a fancier way of saying how to make something good. And good websites, I always kind of equate to user experience. People like to dress it up and all sorts of different things, a lot of hocus pocus. In the end, user experience, I feel like just means a good website. I feel like when you guys are navigating the web, I feel like we spent all of our time on the internet. Do you guys kind of notice when a website is really friggin' good? Do you guys kind of feel that? Or is that just a designer thing? I definitely feel that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's kind of innate in kind of the millennial generation kind of onwards. I feel like we grew up with computers, right? So we really kind of experienced the full like ecosystem and the full evolution of like standard websites, you know, and and kind of how they were initially back when Flash was a thing, all the way to kind of where we're at now. And I think we're so used to good interfaces and a good UX that when a website doesn't have a good UX, I think that's more of a red flag for me, for sure. So I think there's definitely a few things that like I tick off my list of like, okay, this is a good experience. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely a very glaring, you know, thing when a website is good and when it's not. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think besides that perfect aesthetic and consistent brand throughout a website, I always like to have these like five key non-negotiables that I look for when I'm looking at a website, which is that easy scrolling, speedy load time, a robust layout, which is, you know, our our, um, interface, a clear menu and mobile optimization. Those are like my non-negotiables that really set um, your online store up for growth. I also really noticed that um, it's aesthetics, you know, what we call just making the site look good. That is almost, it gets you there. It gets you started, but it's also not the entire thing. And I think that a lot of times people uh, falsely equate having a really beautiful website and a really good website. And what you can have is just a really pretty website with like great colors and great branding and great photos. And if you can't find where to find products, or you can't find where to find the right information you're looking for, whether that's store hours, location, phone number, you know, 
like what kind of offers they have or discounts, then it doesn't really matter what it looks like because the site's point is not valid. It doesn't actually make sense. And I think that there's a real balancing act between aesthetics interface design and the actual experience, which, you know, we call UX, but, uh, the experience of like, you know, easy navigation, like you mentioned all the other things. For sure. So guys, maybe one thing I want to do is I want to jump in and start talking about some specific examples. And we've done this in the past about sites that we love and, and social presences that we love. Uh, I want to talk about Specifically websites, I have an example that's not in the jewelry industry. I'm not sure what you guys brought, but I think I like using non-jewelry examples because a lot of our listeners are jewelers. And talking about other great jewelry websites to jewelers sometimes kind of feels, I've used this example before, but it's like uh, sitting at dinner with your significant other and then complimenting the looks of someone at the next table over. It kind of falls like a little bit weird on deaf ears. And my example is Sticker Mule. And Sticker Mule, in case you guys didn't know what this is, this has the most incredible user experience. And if you guys are sitting and listening on a desktop, I 100% recommend that you uh, pull up this website. It's literally stickermule.com. And what this does is it presents them with literally three pages. It's what kind of sticker do you want? And if you scroll down a little bit more, it goes to social proof which is like an important offering. Uh, Social proof as in like what companies they do stickers for. And then like, that's it. It's just, hey, we make stickers. We're the best at them. Trust us. Let's get going. And I think that is so important because could they show all the places that stickers have, have ended up like on cool stop signs or at like fancy snowboards or whatever, all those things. It's like, that's what stickers do. But what they do is they make the stickers. Let's get down to business. And I think that is such like a really compelling buy now offer. And it really cuts through the junk. And is this site beautiful? It's it's I, but it's like, it really does its job. And I think that's pretty, uh, pretty compelling. Yeah, I actually, I have it pulled up too. It's very orange, <laughs> but I will say you're, you hit the, you know, the nail on the head here in terms of the call to actions are super succinct. The homepage is very um, limited, but in a positive way, I think it has a very clear funnel of like path of what you're supposed to do. It's got a really cool video. You're right in the terms of the navigation is engaging because it's visual but it's also not like super intrusive right it's very like clear and concise so I think that there's tons of cool things that you could take away from that example for sure yeah I think for an e-commerce website it is so important to be clear with what you're selling and like with sticker mold we're so clear that they're selling these stickers right you know they've got that conversational content that's worth reading but then also those logical buttons like you were saying uh, Katie with the call to actions that are right there and get the user to do exactly what they need to do on that site well, it's like when you think about it, as far as like from a design perspective, so I'm a director of user experience at Punchmark. So I made my mark by thinking about what is it that the shopper or the customer or the user is actually going to be wanting from any moment. And what's so interesting is like, so say you want to start making a sticker, there are a lot of different options. So there are stickers that are on the inside of your car that like, you know, for example, registration stickers where the visual portion needs to be the sticky side. So that would be completely different than having the sticker. That's the typical sticker that has the sticky portion on the not visual side. And then there are transfer ones. They're the white ones. They also sell magnets. The difference between them is very compelling. But if you were to ask me, what is the difference between 
you know, a kiss cut sticker or a die cut sticker and a uh, standard sticker or a transfer sticker, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But what they do is they show you these very succinct visuals and it's like, there you go. And now you know what it is. And that friction point has gone away. Let's get you on to how many stickers do you want? And I think that the whole process, I've full disclosure, I, I'm not sponsored by them, would love to. And I've bought close to probably a thousand stickers through them. And I will keep going there. I think that they are the best. But enough about stickers. Let's move on to your guys' examples. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple on my end. I don't know how much um, airtime I have in terms of talking about the couple different ones that I have. So I know I've mentioned ASOS ASOS. ASOS in the past, but it's probably the one like e-commerce website that I spend the most of my time on. So obviously I feel like it has a good user experience just from my perspective. Um, so it's just ASOS for those who want to pull that up. But what I love about it is it brings in all of the main pieces that we typically talk about, you know, in terms of a successful website, right? Like the homepage itself is very, um, is very succinct and very clear, but you know, the really engaging portion is the menu that it has. It's a mega menu. So if you hover over each of the different categories, it has has something that's visually appealing and all of the categories and subcategories are laid out very well. I think they do a great job in terms of showcasing promotions. So if you like land on it, it has the option between like women and men because they do clothing and like accessories specifically. So if you go to either of those options, it then showcases at the very top whatever they have in terms of their current promotions. So it's very clear in terms of like the current sales that they have going on. And then underneath they have, again, curated collections, which is the motto of the entire season, right, is talking about different styles and different trends. And I think that as an e-commerce you know, website, you can definitely utilize that um, in the jewelry industry too, right? We talk all the time about doing stylized guides, gift guides for the holidays, different components like that. Mother's Day is coming up. So I think that that's super smart, the way that they have the sales and then the curated collections. And then they also have a very clear call to action at the bottom that showcases that they offer online financing. We've talked about how successful that's been for e-commerce as well. And then showcases a couple of trending brands that are selling really well too. So I feel like it's just a good user experience. It's very cleanly designed, but it has really strong call to actions too. So I guess you touched upon it. The mega menus, I think are so underrated and it's something I'm hoping that we kind of push a little bit more in the upcoming uh, year, because I think it's such an easy little touch, easy, you know, general word, but more like once you set it up, it really does have an impact on your website. And again, to set it up for people that are really ground level when it comes to their website, uh, a mega menu is another term for a wide dropdown. So typically in a lot of websites, they have single column dropdowns. So this could say like you have jewelry as the main navigation link. And then underneath that you have, who knows, earrings, bracelets, you know, all the bulk categories. But what a mega menu could do is offer you uh, jewelry, but then it allows you uh, a multi-column. So sometimes up to four or five columns in a row and allows you to uh, really break out those subcategories. So for example, hoop earrings and chandelier earrings and things like that, or also those soft categories that Katie was alluding to, like, um, uh, spring catalog, uh, catalog or on sale or anything like that. It's a, I think it's a super easy way to uh, start the wayfinding process. Uh, Summer, which uh, what website did you look at? 
Yeah. Uh, just before we jump into that, Katie, I was also pulling up the ASOS website and I really like what they did on their banner image. They added almost like a additional widget on there that has the shopping by dresses, tops, jeans, and all that, which is just another way that users can, you know, shop by category and see different products that they want to, you know, shop on. But another website that I've been looking up um, that does a really good job at being clear with what they're selling is called kindroot.com. And they're actually a company that makes lozenges from plants. But throughout their website, they use crisp product images. They have eye-catching graphics, high-level brand copy that's basically, you know, getting people excited about these lozenges. But they also have this really great robust layout with ample design and clear white space as well. But one of my favorite parts that I like about this website is their banner image also, because they are, you know, within that first fold of the page before the user even scrolls down, they're expressing a problem, introducing a solution, briefly explaining what their product is, and then calling the user to action all within that four lines of copy and a button. So it's almost like they're using that story brand framework to get the user to easily and quickly identify the purpose and the outcome of the website. But some additional things that I like about this website is that top bar um, banner that they have. I love top bar banners. I think they're really great for calling out important information. It's I almost like to think of it as like a bulletin board for your website. So people can, um, you know, shop important information. They can see if there's uh, free shipping. All of that can be used in that top bar banner. They also have a really nice clear logo, um, a streamlined navigation with those five simple uh, menu items in there. So there's not too much, like we were talking about a mega menu before. And with this example, they don't have too many pages, but their navigation is really clear there. So you're able to go to those pages directly. And I also like their search icon and shop icons too. Illustrations for uh, each of their widgets is just, I think, so on point. And this is also one of those things I feel like if you're trying to make an impact on your site and really make it stand out, a lot of the times people are trying to look for colors or for unique uh, layouts or stuff like that. If you were to take one step back and just um, remove all these images and just instead put in boxes, it's actually a pretty basic-ish web design. But what really stands out is you can tell that they must have put some serious coin into uh, actually having great illustrations. And it, it really shows how consistent they are and how it kind of also expresses that story that you were talking about. I think it's really successful. Super cool. Lozenges. What a what a obscure one to bring. I like it. We got stickers. We got lozenges. Yeah. What else have we got? Katie, uh, what was the other one that you were going to bring? Yeah, so this is also self-serving, but I'm in the process of moving. So that's exciting because you get a look at furniture and home decor and all of that fun stuff. So actually, one of the websites that I really love is called Well Woven. I don't know if you've heard of them, but yeah, I'll give you guys a chance to pull that up so you can kind of look through it with me. But I think it has kind of similar components to the other websites that we talked about too, right? They really use that global alert at the top of the website really well and talks about how they're celebrating their um, their birthday, I guess, as a company. So they have an option to sign up for their newsletter to get a, a promotion, which is really interesting. I think that's a great use of the global alert because not only does it um, give the user a coupon so they'll be more likely to make a purchase, but also it gives you as the business um, their information for them signing up for the newsletter, which is cool. Um, their navigation is really well set up. They have kind of similar to what we were talking about, like if you hover over styles and colors for the rug because that's all they do is rugs. Um, I like the way that the mega menu is set up there too in terms of like the different styles, like especially it talks about like vintage rugs and modern and shag and like all of these pieces too. I just really like the way that it's set up. And then on the home page, 
if you like scroll that down, I love the way that even on the homepage, it then breaks it down by style, breaks it down by shop by size. Um, this has also been tricky for me because I'm coming from living in a shoebox to um, a much bigger space. So trying to figure out and like measure like what size rug do you get, right? So it's nice that it has the visual components and allows you to figure out, oh, okay, well, this is my existing furniture and a rug of this size would fit the space really well. So I think there's tons of cool components. Um, they've got really great customer reviews. I also like that they have like a what's trending section. So like trending in terms of like different collections, again, curated content, we really love that. And then if you scroll down more towards the bottom, it actually showcases a like social media widget where they're pulling in where people have tagged them um, in their in their spaces. Um, so you can actually see the decor, you know, and how other people have used it. And again, another really great um, call to action is that they also offer online financing. Another call out to that because we know how successful that is. So tons of good stuff on this website. Um, I actually, if you scroll down, actually the um, current rug that I have in my living room is on the homepage and I like it very much. <laughs> I wonder why you bought that one then. Yeah, no, it's great. I think um, I think it's just such a successful website. What do you think, Summer? I completely agree. I think it's so important to break your um, products down by categories like this site does, especially when we're thinking about mobile as well. If your products aren't categorized properly, it can make your mobile site seem incredibly overwhelming. Um, I just think this site does a really good job at their categories. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just one minute, so don't go anywhere. Support for this week's episode comes from The Edge. The Edge is the jewelry industry's leading point of sale system, though you've probably already heard about how amazing they are. They're in the business to help independent jewelers succeed in an ever-evolving retail environment where technology plays a major role. Their promise to their clients is to never let them get caught in technological or functional time warp. The Edge develops their software on state-of-the-art technology and adds features and functionality in the best interest of their users. In the words of Edge founder Dick Abbott, our biggest reward is the success of our store owners. To learn more about the Edge Point of Sale system and all the ways that can accelerate your business approach into an omni-channel solution, visit theedgeforjewelers.com. Thanks, back to the show. everybody and we're back thanks for sticking around okay so let's kind of bring this thing home with some actual advice i like kind of ending with some things that the listeners should be doing i mean most people are going to have a website it seems like everybody has a website how can they go into the second half of you know the year or after coming out of listening to this podcast what can they do to really improve their website and uh, start making some sales what, what do you think summer yeah, so this actually makes me think of our TSG Marketing Guide Volume 2 that we did this year. We dissect convenient commerce and talk about a good experience online and how that can translate into sales. And we actually did some research and found that investing in your site's UI, which is, of course, how we talked about earlier, is how the site looks, could raise your conversion rates to up to 200%. But then a better UX design, which is how the site feels, could yield conversion rates to up to 400%. So focusing on those robust layouts and clear menus and mobile optimization is really just going to advance your site and get it to that position that you need to have it at so that your online store can continue to grow. But specifically, I think having a streamlined navigation and really focusing on that menu with organized product categories is going to set you up for success. 
So also like think about it like this and coming from user experience, what we do is a thing called wireframing. So wireframing is the first step of a site design, typically besides the research that goes into uh, laying things out. So laying things out in wireframing is as simple as drawing boxes and plopping in text. So I have well-woven right now. So shop.wellwoven.com. And if we were to wireframe this, you would just draw boxes on top of every single image and then lay the text on top of it. And what's really interesting is when you get rid of all the images, everything, including the white space that is on the image, you start to really kind of see what their points are. And what that ends up being is pick out the, you know, there's an argument to be made here for four to seven key points of your business and then make sure that they're present on your homepage and stack order them, kind of make the argument in like a logical sense. So if you guys sell engagement rings, it probably makes sense for engagement rings to be very prominent on your homepage. So not just in your navigation, but like think about on your first banner that sits at the top of the page. Maybe it mentions engagement rings or it has a happy couple and links to your category, but also later on, think about the argument. So the argument could be you sell engagement rings, but Maybe that person doesn't want an engagement ring. They already have one. So what other accoutrements do you have? Talk about your fashion jewelry, your fine jewelry, or your wedding bands that goes along with it, or your services like repairs or like custom jewelry or things like that, or come in and visit. And it's like, that's the type of argument I want you to have on your website. We can talk about the inside and like the whole flow of like how things work. A lot of that comes with what platform you're going to use. So depending on if you use, for example, a Punchmark website or something uh, more generic like uh, Squarespace or Wix this, or WordPress, this is going to be, that kind of comes in, the ligaments of the flow kind of comes with it. But what I want you to do is start to think about the argument on your website and make sure that they are specifically attacking the key points of your business. And then the visual style will go from there. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that too. And I know that we've mentioned this in prior episodes as well, but really kind of making a list of your business priorities and making sure that your website is reflective of that. I can't tell you how many times that I've worked with like jewelers specifically, and they talk about how like diamond jewelry is so important to them, but it's not called out in the navigation or how, you know, like bridal is important to them, but they just have a drop down for jewelry, right? So it's really taking a look at your navigation, number one, looking at categorization. I think Summer had a great point and, and really making sure that your categories and subcategories are filtered appropriately. And then again, coming from a digital marketing standpoint, since that's my background, really looking at call to actions and really making sure that your website is number one, easy to use. And two, that you do have a strong call to action outside of the e-commerce um, side too. If you're brick and mortar, making sure that your location pages, your contact us pages, your phone number, your address, all of that information is accessible to people. That way you can tailor it to a good user experience experience so people can shop online, but also people can find you and come in store as well. I think utilizing all of the pieces that we've talked about today is really going to be, you know, your building blocks in a successful website experience. The elements from all the websites we just listed. So we've got ASOS.com. We've got shop.wellwoven.com. We've got stickermule.com. But going through these, And then making sure and just looking at them from a very abstract point of view, what is it that you like? And a lot of these things, the business is different. For example, I mean, is selling a rug completely different than selling a engagement ring? Yes and no, because they're both big purchases. They're both non-recurring purchases, meaning you're probably going to buy this once, but you're not going to most likely buy the same item again 
what you could do in, for example, makeup as like an industry or maybe stickers. But thinking abstractly about what are the items in their navigation, for example, they have their logo, they have a search bar, they have a cart, they have a login, a wish list. Does your website have that? Think critically about your website and make sure that you're actually checking all the boxes. Once you have everything, all the puzzles out of the box, it's a matter of connecting them and adding a splash of paint to it and making sure that it actually looks good. And that's kind of what I want. What do you guys think as we wrap this thing up? Is having a super successful e-commerce site uh, like the ones we just outlined, is this kind of out of the picture, out of the question for a lot of our listeners with you know a mom and pop store or is this actually attainable for all of them? Yeah, I think that that's definitely a fair question too. I think it starts with, we already talked about the design, I think also kind of prioritizing the flow of inventory. I feel like not that the design piece isn't important because it is, um, and it's a big component of a successful e-commerce you know, experience, but also putting in the amount of inventory. I feel like that's um, a, a big burden for some of our clients too. But if they're utilizing different um, point of sales like the Edge, they have the ability to get really great product photos, like utilizing a gem box, like pickup media, the light box that we've talked about before. So as long as they have the tools to be able to update the products consistently, whether it's through the edge, whether it's through adding, you know, premium vendors to the site um, and uploading like vendor catalogs, if they have the ability to have number one, the inventory updated consistently and two, and having it categorized appropriately, I think that comes coupled with a great design, you know, is really all that they need to be successful. I definitely agree with that. I think that it's attainable for any store to be able to have a successful website. And just like Katie was mentioning, as long as you're able to upload those products, then you can set yourself up for success. But also focusing on that wireframe, like we talked about earlier, if you can vision what you want this site to look like, put it on a wireframe, then you can get it on a site and update the products and you're, you know, set up for success. All these websites are really just boxes and type. I mean, there's a lot of magic that goes on behind the scenes that connect the things in funky ways, but these really are just boxes and type. And what's the difference between this expensive box and type as opposed to your affordable or your version of box and type? There really isn't anything. It's just your imagination, your creativity, how willing you are to follow through with it, how willing you are to go the extra mile and think abstractly about it. By example, taking good photos or writing creative copy or having a good execution on things. That is the extra parts that will go into this. But it's kind of maybe it's a little disingenuous of us to have an entire episode all about how to have a stellar website when the truth is it's just you can have one. Just go out, follow through on all the steps we were just talking about, get inspired by these excellent websites and really just go the extra mile and make it sound like your website. And you guys can have one too. It's very doable. I think that's what we'll close it up on. I really appreciate your guys' time. Uh, Summer and Katie, we appreciate everybody for uh, Punchmark and the Smithy Group for making this all happen. And very special thank you to the Edge Point of Sale System for sponsoring this week's episode. You'll hear more about them, I think, earlier in the, in the show, but I really appreciate all your time. And uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Hey. 
Thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and remember to subscribe. It really helps us grow. Thank you so much. See you next week.